Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we discuss Blizzard's many games and other entertainment things, because at some point, they got their own TV channel coming up, and they're going to start doing stuff on that. I'm your host, uh, Matthew Rossi. With me this, two week, this week are two just full in the spirit of the holidays and whatever else is going on in December that I'm not aware of. Um, first up, she writes literally everything ever on our site. Sometimes I think she's just constantly there, always writing, writing, and watching, and writing. Uh, Anne Stickney. Anne, what are you doing this holiday season? I'm a presence. I'm present in all of you. You just don't realize it yet. Um, what am I doing the holiday season? Not much. Wait, you're, you're, you're present? I'm, I'm a presence. You're a presence, so you're not, you're not a plural of Christmas present. No, presence with a C-E on okay. the end of it, not a T-S. I that. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I am everywhere. I am legion. So, anyway. <laughs> holiday stuff. Uh, it doesn't have to be holiday stuff. Just, you know, what are you doing? All kinds of things, I guess. I mean, um, well, let's we, see. Now we know that you're disembodied. Oh, I hit, I hit level 100 on my alt, finally. I, I got that done. Um, and immediately after doing so, I had a ton of gear for said alt because I had just kind of scrolled away everything that I got in Tadan and from shipyard missions. <laughs> so now she's really geared and level 100. And I still have nice. no idea how to play a shaman. So that's great. <laughs> that is a problem, yeah. I feel some, some, some classes, I don't pick them up that like 90 to 100 thing. Yeah. It can be kind of difficult. Like, hunters, I'm not getting. I'm not. I actually, I did the thing where um, I finished all of Shadow Moon Valley, like all of it. I did, uh, I found all of the treasures. I did all of the little side things, the objective things. I did all of that. And then the only thing I did after that was after I got flying on my main, I took my alt flying and I gathered treasures. And that's how I hit level 100. <laughs> I, I literally have not done another zone in Draenor other than Shadow Moon Valley. So I guess I could go do those now if I wanted to. But, you know, yeah, I wanted to see if it money. could be done. A lot, of people, a lot of people were saying that that was a viable way to level an alt. So I figured, oh, I should test this out. And it surprisingly enough, yeah, it totally is. And it worked. And it required very minimal questing and just a bunch of flying around finding stuff. That was it. Cool. Also, this week uh, and every week, he's the editor-in-chief of Blizzard Watch, and apparently he has to take powerful painkillers just to tolerate my presence. Alex Zebar, <laughs> what have you been doing this week, Alex? I wouldn't call ibuprofen powerful painkillers. That's like bottom-of-the-barrel painkillers. I don't even need really good painkillers for you. I just need You're just a mild irritant. Mild irritant, yeah. Um, I'm really proud that I got the Christmas skin as a dumb free-to-play game I'm playing without spending any real money. Which dumb free-to-play free game? I'm still playing Dungeon Boss, the one I mentioned on the podcast like three months ago. Gotcha. It's, it's actually quite good, and it seemed like it would cost me a lot of money to get the Christmas skin, but it didn't cost me anything. I'm very happy about that. Just your time. But yeah, just time. But I was playing it anyways. I, I don't know. The only Christmas thing I even thought about getting this year was the Sugar Plum Sylvanas skin. Just cause oh, I'm yeah, like, I paid okay. for that. <laughs> that <laughs> my money. But yeah. the mobile game, no, it's not getting... I ended up... Uh, gosh, I don't think I've gotten anything like really, really holiday-related. For some reason, um, this month seems to be Mass Effect month for me. Again? Like yeah. every month? No, no, no. This was like really Mass Effect month. Like the stuff okay, that I ordered... Between Dragon Age and... the, the stuff that I ordered back in November from the Mass Effect store finally showed up, and then I also got a Mass Effect loot crate, like all within a week. So suddenly... 
my room, it looks like N7 came in here and exploded. It was pretty cool. I should actually, since we're talking about stuff like that, I should take this moment to thank my friends Matt and Kim for getting my wife the BlizzCon bag. Oh, um, nice. We got her a bag when they were at BlizzCon and it finally arrived this month. So thanks, guys. She really likes her bag. Uh, she was yeah. using it today, in fact, while we were doing the horrible Christmas shopping from Heck. Uh, there's like, there's knockoff Blizzard merchandise, by the way. Did you guys know about this? Yes. Like, I was, uh, there was a kiosk at the mall selling like, really poorly made like alliance and horde hats really just hats yeah really wow i wanted to take a picture of them but uh getting my phone out would have meant taking my gloves off and i had (laughs) walked to them all so my hands were like no keep your hands in these gloves that's something you see at state fairs a lot when you go like the, the the exhibition hall where everybody's selling their crappy wares you always there's always somebody who makes hats and they're all knockoffs of major properties and clearly they don't have the licenses for these things but it's at a state fair so nobody's going to notice yeah that's kind of what this was like I, I think he he might not be long for the mall but <laughs> yeah I, I saw that and i was like they have ripoff hats that's so weird i was tempted to buy one but this hat was po- so poorly made that even i couldn't justify it and i'm i'll i'll buy terribly poorly made hats because my head will go right through them anyway i have a gigantic death head um but yeah, no, I didn't. State fair, state fair exhibition halls where you see like Angry Birds hats, except birds has a Z on the end, yes. or the I is replaced with a U, but everything else is exactly the same. Yeah, this was just like a sideways blue hat. Like the the hat, like the image of the lion was like sideways and tipped over, so like, <laughs> like it's trying to be edgy or something, or like you know, like when they sh- when like people in movies have guns and they hold them sideways. Apparently, some people hold their shield sideways to be really boss or something. I don't know, but yeah. I guess we should talk about the top story that I wrote down. Uh, namely that the Legion Alpha is shutting down for the for the holidays. As of today, it shut down. Yep. And uh, I think they did the same thing with the uh, the Overwatch beta. Yep, Overwatch went down, and did so indeed. did the Legion thing, probably because everybody's going on holiday, so they don't want to yeah. deal with having to maintain these things, so they just kind of pulled them down for the yeah, time so- being. As of right now, both are down. It's not a major deal. It's you know, like Dan said, it's Christmas basically. It's. I was amazed they brought them up like during like the Thanksgiving to Christmas time. I, the, I was astonished that they did that they brought it up at all. I, I totally thought it was going to be sometime next year. So look at it as having gotten alpha early rather than anything else. It's like, uh, it's like they gave us a little preview because at BlizzCon they said, "Yep, it's going to be up in a few weeks," yeah. and they're like, "Oh." We should give them something. It was about, I'd say it was about half what I, when it first came out, it was just Demon Hunters. It was just the starting experience. But then they, they actually put in a decent amount. Everybody, Shamans was playable to some degree. Uh, some classes only had one spec, like Hunters only had one spec, Warlocks only had one spec, uh, Mages only had one spec. I think Rogues only had one spec, am I yep. correct on that? Outlaw. Just but, Outlaw. Uh, so, which is fine, because that's the one I wanted to play. That's yep. the one I did play. But other others had more. Um, I, the warrior had two that I remember. Yeah, I think even or Death Knights. Death Knights had them all, didn't they? Death Knights had them all. Although, uh, as of last week, you couldn't do the the blood DK's quest because as, every time you mounted on the dragon and flew off of Dalaran, you got the debuff that was like you're not supposed to be there, and it would teleport you back to the stairs of Dalaran. Then <laughs> you'd run down and try so to mount the dragon. So we weren't supposed again. to jump off of Dalaran, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, they they fixed that. They fixed it a little too hard. I, well, I found it unfortunate that they did that because there were a lot of bugs that I ran into 
or in a lot of places that you would just kind of get stuck in the terrain, like actually stuck in the terrain. And uh, when I went to Stormheim the first time, I didn't get a flight path yet. You don't get one right away. And I fell into a big gaping hole in the terrain and had to unstick. And that teleports you back to Dalaran. And the only way to get back there without a flight path was to jump off of Dalaran, swim across the ocean, and go back to Stormheim on foot. You know how I got around that? How? Uh, I I cheated a little bit. I did both Stormheim and uh, High Mountain at the same time. Okay. And thus I had the High Mountain flight points. And for some reason, the High Mountain flight points give you an initial connecting flight point to the first place that you do. If you're Alliance, not if you're Horde. I don't know what Horde happens. If you're Horde, it does too. I did them there. So you can fly from High Mountain into Stormheim. Yeah, well, when they when they stopped you, I hadn't done High Mountain, so when they stopped you from jumping off, that stopped my ability to get back to Stormheim after that yeah. bug occurred. So I pretty if, much had to start over. Yeah, in for future reference, you might have wanted to try High Mountain, but you know, at this point, it doesn't matter. All right, uh, we should do emails, as always. If you have an email to send to us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We like getting emails. We, you know, pretty much... Any subject, whether it's lore, game mechanics, uh, specific Blizzard games, general questions, you know, you name it, we'd like to talk about it. Uh, we usually try and go with questions from patrons first uh, on our Patreon campaign, which is, uh, I want to say, patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. That's that correct. correct. And uh, yeah. we don't seem to have gotten a lot of them lately. I might be missing them. I don't think so. But if you support our podcast or, you know, any, if you support our Patreon, and you ask questions there, I will get them, and we will ask them on the podcast. We did For example, a couple, though. <laughs> we, we have a couple. This one is from Sugar, uh, Super Sugar. I'd like to hear your opinions regarding armor sets. Why haven't we seen more sets as detailed as Taronda's model that was updated in Kata? It looks so good and has a 3D look to it, where all the other sets are very flat. I feel that armor sets that we were seeing in Legion are very same of the old run-of-the-mill stuff we've seen before. They look detailed but flat. I'm not impressed. Now that I've done Sounding Like a Troll, let me say I love the show and all the success you've had with the site. Uh, I'm going to just say that I don't know that that's true for all types of armor. Like, plate armor has been pretty textury. Like, it's got, like, raised surfaces, and it tends to look more solid. Leather's might... been back, kind of back and forth. Yeah, but um, cloth, I, I mean, you might be right there on cloth, to be honest with you. I don't play cloth wearers. Uh, I don't like casters, and I don't like priests as healers. I've, I've noticed the problem, particularly on chess pieces. Chess pieces seem to all be very either flat, or you get, like, a rash of an entire expansion uses the same chess piece geometry. And I wonder, like, I'm not, I don't do 3D modeling, I don't do any of this stuff, but I wonder if needing to fit that chess piece onto every race and gender combination in the game causes problems. See, there was, I remember back in in Wrath, uh, there was a particular chess piece, uh, it was actually two different plate chess pieces, uh, and this was in ICC. It was the the Scourge Lords and the Ymiria Lord. It was so it was tier ten for paladin for uh, death knights and warriors, and it belly shirted on uh, every woman who wore it got a belly shirt. Yeah, and a lot of them were really annoyed, and they made a comment to the effect of getting it to fit everyone was uh, the issue. That is and something I, I've noticed with uh, I think I noticed with a warlock set I forget which expansion, but on male characters it had this very intricate design across the like the broad Warcraftian male chest, mm-hmm. and on female characters with the narrower body. And how Blizzard does armor where it, like, conforms to the, the, their chest curvature. Um, instead of trying to replicate the design on the female characters, they just made a boob window. 
which was like, well, <laughs> was that the best solution here? They've but, done that. They've done that since the beginning of the game. Because have you ever seen the Jade armor set? Yeah. Yeah. The Jade armor set on a male looks like you know standard green plate that you can get anywhere. On a on a woman, it is essentially thigh high boots, a thong, and what can only be described as a suggestion of chest armor. Yeah. Um. There are some of those older sets are particularly egregious, but it's just these yeah. newer sets where the men have really intricate designs. Yeah, it seems like Blizzard just doesn't know how to replicate that on women. It's like, ah, uh, just cut it out. Make a some hole. Some of those old old armor sets are like, it's a plate thong, and then it's like two metal pasties with chains. <laughs> and that's well, it. Yeah. That's I all it is. <laughs> there's a leather chest piece. The Raptor Bane chest piece. I forget what it's called, but it used to come from Lock Madon. And it was a leather chest piece where... um. On women, it was just like a square of leather that just covered like the nipples in the space between, but everything above and around was uncovered. Oh yeah. And he was like, um, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. There's and, actually and several different models with that. Yes. Yeah. There was a set, there was actually a set going back to Wrath. I think it was the Alliance split leather set from a uh, TOTC, where the the it was better looking, I think, for for women than men, but it was definitely like. It was a leather like bustier. Alliance like, I, tier six for ro- or for leather, yeah. Was it tier six? I want to say tier, tier, eight. Nine. tier nine. Tier nine. Tier nine. It was from Wrath. Yeah. It was the Black it was the trial of the Crusader one. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like just, the Alliance theme one and the Horde theme one, and the Alliance theme one looked so much better than the Horde uh, theme one. I mean, for for not generally not being a fan of that kind of armor, I thought tier nine looked really freaking cool. I liked well, it. It was one of the few times I wish I where could wear it, it on Horde. <laughs> it was one of the few times where it felt like they designed the female armor. Yeah. And then tried to figure out, okay, how do we make this work for for men? Whereas usually it feels the other way around. Um, or they're like, for instance, using since you mentioned tier six, warrior tier six uh, looks like like you're wearing peanut leather. Like it just the the chest plate and the legs are just bumpy. And that's it's for both it's it's bad on both genders. There's no particular gender thing to it. It just looks bumpy. I think that's an example of what you're talking about with the the with the stuff looking flat. It looks like you're wearing. There's like sets from that period of time. If you go and buy like the badge gear that that you it's black temple level badge gear that you could wear into Sunwell if you were doing Sunwell at the time. It's yeah. a dragon face and it looks like a dragon face silk screen T-shirt that you're just wearing. <laughs> it doesn't look like armor at all. No, it looks it's like you just... are. You're wearing a silk green T-shirt of a dragon head. It's very flat. It, it looks like you were into D and D. Is what happened. Is you showed up direct from your D and D campaign and you decided to like like you know be a paladin. Some of the legion stuff. I mean, some of the legion stuff that we've got going back to like the question. Some of the legion stuff is actually. It looks like they're doing new stuff with textures because I noticed that some of the sets they actually have hoods that are folded back. Yeah. The shoulders and they look pretty cool and I, I imagine we're going to get more of the same you know the textured belts and things that we had come in with Mr. Pandaria that have kind of shown up again in Warlords they're pretty cool I, I guess had noticed that, I noticed that the plate we're getting because you know I play Warriors come on that's what I pay attention to Yeah. Um, I've noticed that the the plate that we're getting um, on my on my female Torn it actually looked like pretty good like I was actually getting green drops from doing uh, Stormheim and they look pretty good, they, but they look textured, and they look like it actually looked like segmented pieces of armor, like um, like what's that Roman armor that's got like the long overlapping pieces of of like armor pieces, like scale mail or something. They look kind of like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can't remember. The Lorica segmentata, 
Lorica segmentata. That's what it's called. There you go. Uh, but yeah, they, they look kind of like that. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I do think that that's been a problem in world of Warcraft for a long, long time about the, the terms of armor sets. And I do, I do think Legion could go further. I, I only really know from what I've seen, like the previews of various tier sets. And the problem I have there is like, they always put tier sets on humans yeah, and hum- humans are the worst person, the worst race to put tier sets on. Uh, at least human males are. They're just the worst because I, I hate them. <laughs> uh, like I said, you know, I only you know shoulder shoulders obviously always have tons of detail, and they've gotten better about making not look terrible. They've they've kind of made them look more like armored boots, you know, in plate yeah. anyways. And gloves have gotten better. It's just the chest pieces that it, it seems I like wonder... they're always so. Maybe they expect you to cover it with a tabard 100% of the time, but I don't... Yeah, I know almost how to use a tabard. Maybe that's why they do it, is because they have tabards that are supposed to go over them, and if they make them too three-dimensional or whatever, the tabards will clip through it. Well, then you know what they need to do? Make tabards that look good. Fix the tabards. (laughs) It's a never-ending. Okay, next up is Hattie. Oh, Hattie. Hattie is your is your hunter, isn't it? Hattie is my hunter. This is Hattie, so, whose name I Hattie. totally approve of because I was going to go with Hattie, but Hattie was taken. Maybe they took it. So that's why I went with Hattie. <laughs> okay. There have been a few times when Anne or some group is streaming, but it hasn't been announced on the actual Blizzard Watch site. Some of us are not Twitterers or whatever they are called. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're called. The other they're called tapes. the Twitterati. Okay, so that makes it a bit <laughs> hard for us. I'm going to keep going. I'm not laughing at that joke because that's a terrible pun. Uh, that's a little hard, saying. a bit hard for us to follow. Please find some way to, to announce streaming on the Blizzard Watch site and maybe even post a schedule, which would improve viewership. Thanks for your hard work. Uh, this this one, isn't a question, but Alex wanted question, to talk about it. I pulled it out because I kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, streaming the, the streams that we don't put on the site are usually... Things we've just spontaneously decided to do. They're not a scheduled thing. Like, we're oh, we're going to stream Overwatch this night. It's more like uh, four or five. We're in work chat and somebody says, hey, we should play some of this thing. Yeah. And somebody says, hey, let's play Overwatch. And like, okay. And then I'm like, hey, why don't you guys stream it while you're playing? And then they do. And that kind of spontaneity is something I do want to preserve. Like, it's got to be fun sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, we want to play a game together. Let's stream it. Uh, when we do add more regular shows, and that is something I want to do, that will naturally go on a schedule and be announced and all that kind of thing, like our leveling stream is. Like eventually, when we do the show, that's just me ranting up for an hour straight about life. Yeah, that's going to be right on the site, right on the yeah. front page. Yep, front page, uh, top post, definitely, and, and that stuff will all be there. Um, it's just a lot of those streams have had that element of spontaneity, where it's like. Well, we don't want to sit down and draft a post, and we don't want to do all this kind of prep work. We just want to play a game. And then they play a game and hit the stream button, and it just goes. Uh, so I totally get that like you don't want to miss these things, because you want to watch them. That's totally understandable. But I just want to let people play games sometimes. That's all. We're having fun. Yeah. We do archive them. We try to archive them over to YouTube so that people yeah. can watch them later. Unless they did miss really the live stream. Bad. Unless it's a bad stream, and if it's a bad stream, yeah, we won't bother. If everybody's we'll say, though, really grumpy for 30 to 45 minutes, like the beginning of one of our more recent streams, that doesn't go to YouTube. <laughs> I will say, though, that even with the like it getting weird at the beginning, uh, we did a stream of Halls of Valor that I actually encourage you to watch because it's one of the best distillations of how an alpha dungeon run can go in that we, we don't know what anything is or what it does, and some of the mechanics are new, and some of the bosses aren't done or right yet, 
And I honestly feel like that's the kind of thing that's really interesting to watch. That that stream that we did in Halls of Valor. And just for how it ended. Yeah, and it was posted on the site today too. Yeah. So go and, go check out Blizzard Watch and go go view that stream because that, that you can really get a sense of how testing works there. And yeah. that we actually we had <laughs> to actually sit there and figure out how to do these fights. Yeah. And, you know, you, there was no dungeon journal, no oh, this is how I did it, I looked it up on WoWhead or WoWpedia. Nope, we just went in and we figured out the fights. And and we all, you know, I also had to figure out which elements of playing an Affliction Warlock were intended and which were bugs. Hmm, so is yeah. this ghost mechanic supposed to be working this way? Probably not. Uh, and also, if you, if you really don't want to miss streams, I think Twitch has a function where um, we don't have subscriptions enabled yet. Uh, Twitch, please get on that. But I think you can follow us or something like that, and you will get an email notification every time we go live. So that's also an alternative. Yep. Next email, however, is not signed, so we'll just go right into it. Hey, all. Great show, but I am confused. Maybe they answered this, but I missed it. Since we are getting artifact weapons, what is going to happen to our current weapons? Thanks again. Nothing. Go in your bank or trash, wherever you want to put them. Your character is going to eat them. (laughs) You have to consume every weapon you've ever collected. No. Artifact weapons are just like another weapon you equip, but they come with bonus features. Yep. So any other, they're not eliminating any other weapon you've earned. If you want to keep it, just put it in your bank. Or if you only want it for transmog, when the wardrobe comes out, it'll go in there and you can get rid of the actual item if you want. Uh, So if you're worried about level boosting and what what you're going to do until you get your artifact, you will get weapons. Yeah. They will provide you with weapons. They aren't, they provide they you aren't with eliminating every other weapon in the game. It's just, you know, when you jump into Legion, you pick up this really cool weapon that you carry with you through the course of the expansion. That's it. And uh, I also need to point this out. Don't eat all your weapons, especially if you have a very large weapon collection, because that would be insane. It would be bad. Well, you could join the Darkmoon Fair and be a sword eater. Yeah. You know, in, in Azeroth, that would be a sword by sector. Because no sword in Azeroth is, is, is narrow enough to go down at any Unless you're mouth. a female blood elf. <laughs> yes, unless you're a female blood elf. Uh, okay. Come on. They, their weapons are small as well. Yeah, I, least... <laughs> I chose to remain we, silent. We just broke appreciate house. appreciate that. Let's All move right. on. <laughs> yes, your, your weapon will stay. You'll still have Um Next email is from Drew Bob. Um, greetings, watchers. Greatly enjoyed getting to watch the alpha streams last week. It was three, three of you plus Mitch and Liz made uh, your way through the dungeons. My questions relate to your experience there. Do we uh, since there's four questions, for- yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, I'm do one them at a time. time. Yep. Number one: Were any of the elements of boss or trash mechanics particularly new or interesting in your opinion? Uh, gonna go with Anne first. Um, particularly new? Not necessarily. Um, interesting? Yeah, sure. Because, I mean, there's always, it's always interesting to run into something that isn't, that you don't know. Um, one of my favorite things in vanilla, doing vanilla raiding, we're going to flashback a little bit. Doing vanilla raiding, we didn't really have like the dungeon journals or anything like that. So usually the first pull of any raid encounter was our raid leader going, okay, let's pull it and see what it does. And the end result was usually pretty horrific. Um, and we had a little bit of that while we were streaming but it wasn't i mean i think we had things mostly under control the whole time but there was still it was that fun element of i've never seen this before and i have no idea what it's going to do i will say the first boss in halls of valor um it wasn't a new mechanic exactly but it was 
differently implemented with the dragons flying through and yeah. setting part of the room on fire. Yeah. And there's a bit of a math puzzle to it in terms of like, okay, he did this one. He's going to do this one or this one. And it'll probably be this one because he did this one last time. And that was kind of interesting. Uh, the wolf boss, uh, nothing he did was particularly new, but the combination I've never seen before. Yeah. I've never seen a boss that you fight him in one place, get him to half health, and then he just runs over to a different part of the zone. That was a little different. Yeah, and but you're still in combat, but you can you have time to heal up, but you really can't regen mana. It was just like I don't know, uh, Alex, you got anything? Uh, I really didn't feel like it, it's it's the combination thing, like you said. Like I didn't feel like any particularly mob or boss did anything new or revolutionary. It's just that you pull it for the first time and you find out which combination of mechanics you know they do, and you puzzle out how to deal with that particular combination of them. Um, it, like I said, there's, you know, there's a lot of really cool-looking stuff, aesthetically. Was there, there's, what was that one boss in Halls of Valor where she had two guys with her, and we had yeah. to pull her back and forth? That was the third one. Helia, or whatever. Yeah, yeah Helia. And she actually had this really interesting thing where she, she's getting hit by beams from both of them, and we have to pull her close to one of them so that the other one will be ranged out and will not be hitting her with the beam. And basically switch the stacks on her buff over and like over again. That's how the fight went. You have yeah, to drag her back and forth. It's that's cool. stuff we've seen in like raids in the past mm. and things like that. But um, seeing it on a, a dungeon boss is interesting, and we had to puzzle out how to get through that. Yeah. Okay. Point number two is tuning obviously will occur, but how did difficulty overall feel in comparison with dungeons of expansions past? How will the length? Feel? Um, I'm gonna go with Alex this time. What do you think about that one? I was playing an Affliction Warlock for these, and I felt my survivability was trash. I every single boss, I was constantly near death, uh, and I was completely out of mana because the mechanic for warlocks to get mana back from their artifact wasn't working. So I was low mana and I was low health, so I couldn't life tap to get mana back. And then Liz would heal me, or I would chain drain life to get my health back, and then the boss would do its next ability, and I was almost dead again. So that was frustrating to me that warlocks, or maybe everybody, I, I only, I've only done warlocks in, in dungeons, they either have no survivability whatsoever, they're really squishy, or these bosses right now are doing way too much damage. And? Um, I was playing a rogue, not a warlock, and outlaw rogue is actually, it feels pretty solid right now. Um, so I wasn't really having too much trouble. Um, Crimson Vial is excellent. It's an excellent healing mechanic to have on top of health stones from the handy warlock who's almost dying all the time and very frustrated <laughs> about that. And I apologize for that, Alex. But um, as far as the length goes, the length of the dungeons, Blackwork Hold felt like, you know, your usual run-of-the-mill WoW dungeon didn't take too long halls of valor felt really long and i don't know if that's because we wiped several times because we were still learning those boss mechanics or whether it was just there was a a lot of trash like a lot of trash in halls of valor i would totally agree on the whole lot of trash thing and there was a also lot a lot of, of space too yeah halls of valor was a, was a big dungeon it was a big dungeon where you couldn't mount for most of it, there's like one place that did that teleports you into an outdoor zone. That outdoor zone is almost as big as the dungeon itself. You can at least mount there, but it's still it's a big outdoor area. And we kind of messed up on that one because we were supposed to follow tracks. <laughs> we didn't know. But it actually worked out for us because we cleared all the trash. If we hadn't cleared all the trash, then when the boss ran off, we would have had to get through that trash to get back to him. And he would have healed up to full. 
Yeah. So um, I almost feel like telling people when you do do that boss, kill everything. Yeah, kill I everything feel first. having only seen two of these dungeons for Legion, I already get the feeling Halls of Valor is going to be the one that people groan about when they get into it and when they queue for a dungeon. Like, oh, all these other dungeons are going to take us, like, 20 minutes. And, oh, God, Halls of Valor, we're going to be here for, like, an hour and a half. Even even if you if you execute Halls of Valor perfectly, the sheer size of it is going to mean... It's irrational a lot. Yeah, especially since, you know, uh, talking about difficulty, one of the problems we had is that when we got to the, the next to the last boss, there were four mini-bosses. And one of those mini-bosses was 10 levels above us. 12 levels above us, for me anyways, because I was still level 100, and it yeah, was level 112. 100, and it was 112. Yeah, that was so an error. <laughs> that, was, that was, I was at 101 when we pulled him, and a level 101 tank cannot hold a level 112 mini-boss. There's just he, no way. <laughs> bosses are only three levels above you. When it's a skull-level mob, he's only three levels above you. He's swinging like he's three levels above you. I was getting crushing blows. I haven't gotten crushing blows ever. It's been years. But when there are 12 levels above you, yeah, they can give you crushing blows still. <laughs> yeah, I was... a couple was... of things in the chat channel being asked. Um, Domehammer says, have they made every boss mandatory to stop the evil boss skippers? Um, I couldn't tell you. I know that with Halls of Valor, we had to kill everything to open the way to the last boss. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Blackrock Hold, I think there was the same mechanic in place where you had to, like, beat everything to open the gate to get to the last boss. Well, Blackrock Hold was linear, wasn't it? It was pretty linear, yeah. Blackrock Hold is interesting because it doesn't feel linear because you're ascending. Yeah. And you're you're actually going in like a corkscrew motion. But yeah, you have to hit these bosses in exactly the prescribed order to get to the last boss. There's no... You can't avoid them. And then we have Spanky Hunter asking, is Halls of Valor the new Grim Batal? Mm, not see, so I, much I, I don't think so I, I, as bad no i actually enjoyed my time in halls of valor yeah i never had a good grim Batal run ever <laughs> grim Batal is the dungeon where i had the racist uh that's not all it's just like it's annoying because you have to fight your way to a thing and then you have to do a bombing run thing which takes time and then you have to go back and then you have to fight your way to the i mean it just takes forever grim Batal felt like it took forever i don't think halls of valor felt quite that long you no know, Halls of Valor, once you, once you get around the fact that we had to learn the bosses, so there was a little, some wiping going on, the actual amount of time isn't that terrible. It was just a lot, and, of, a lot more trash than I, I'm used to in Dungeon Daily. Yeah, that, that was the other problem, is we had to clear a lot of trash. I would actually say that Halls of Valor could benefit with maybe cutting the trash by a third. Probably. You don't need that many trash packs. Um, but yeah, moving on to number three. Uh, what, if any, are some aspects of the experience that you think the devs might want to change or improve? Well, I just listed one, so uh, we'll go with Anne again this time. Um, well, number one, they probably want to fix that whole 112 level plus at the end of yeah. Uh Honestly, I think just the trash. I think that's the only thing that felt kind of awkward to me. It, it, Black Rook Hold felt fine. It felt good. Yeah. It felt about just just about the right length with just about the right amount of trash in there. Um, there were some trash pulls that were kind of hairy where we got more than we had bargained for. And I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just, oops, it's a buggy alpha dungeon, not quite done yet. Um, it's entirely possible the tank might have got overambitious, too. That, that, too, maybe. I don't know. Halls of Valor, it just it felt like there was way more trash than there really needed to be. But yeah. other than yeah. that, I mean, it was a really cool dungeon. I enjoyed yeah. it. I really liked the end where you go to that final mini boss. It was pretty neat. 
Um, you can watch the stream if you want to see what happens there. Yeah. Alex? I would say, yeah, okay, Alex. There are certain mechanics that they use so many times between these two dungeons, I got sick of them. Every other boss in both dungeons has an, has that ability where they throw their weapon on the ground and it spins. Uh, like yeah. Two, like two out of four bosses in Black Rock Hole did it. I think two bosses, if I remember correctly, two bosses in Halls of Valor did it. And before we did Black Rock Hold, I did the Warlock Artifact quest. And the boss for the Warlock Artifact quest does the same ability. There was These some, bosses yeah. can do other things! Come on! There, there was a particular boss fight in Black Rock Hold where literally half of the fight was just, you will not be able to find a good place to stand. And yep. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of the bosses that have this ability have other abilities that are actually really cool and unique. Um, I'm thinking of the uh, bird Skeletor guy. Oh yeah, the one that splits. Birdstorm. Uh, he throw. He has the spinny throwy weapon thing, and that was so. He used it so frequently. I think it was really distracting from. Uh, he has ability called Soul Echoes, which looks way cooler. In fact, I made. It, I liked it so much. I was gonna write a post about this kind of feedback we're talking about now, and I made a gif of it from our video because I died from the spinny scythe, and I got to watch this happening. And he applies it like a debuff on you. And you need to run because, like, every second or so, you create uh, a snapshot of yourself that eventually explodes. And it looks really cool. It's kind of like shadow for me. But as you're running away from it and it's snapshotting behind you, it's taking, like, exact still frames of the animation you are in. So you see frame by frame your run animation trailing behind you. And, like, that was really cool and it really impressed me. But he used it fairly infrequently and instead of doing this thing that, like, I have not really seen before, or if I've seen it before, it didn't stick in my mind, but it was really cool here. Instead, I was worried about the dumb scythes that every other boss is doing. Just get rid of the scythes and, and, and build on these really cool other things these bosses have, and suddenly you have a really cool, unique boss encounter. You don't have to get rid of all of them, but I definitely think that not every boss needs to throw a spinning thing on the ground. Seriously, four, think... boss, four bosses in Black Rook Hold, two of them had a spinning thing. And the two that didn't have a spinny thing had a charge that goes between players. So it was the same mechanics being reused over and over. And I don't think it needs to be that way. The other the other thing that I liked, and I hope that we see more of it in uh, other Legion dungeons, because I like this every time it comes up, every time we see a dungeon like this, and it doesn't happen very often. I like dungeons where you're going upstairs or you're or you're making progress, but your progress is going upwards instead of just like a straight path forward. So stuff like Shadowfang Keep, I really like Shadowfang Keep because you go upstairs and you're like in a building and you're running around and I think that's really cool. Black Rook Hold, I really liked that because you were going Rossi, was it you that said it was kinda like a corkscrew or was it Alex? It was, it was a, yeah, it was me. It was like a yeah. corkscrew. And, and yeah. it also had and you're side going rooms. Up. You're going up, and there's like these little side rooms and alcoves and things like that. And I like that feeling in a dungeon. I, I really like that feeling in a dungeon. I don't think that we get it often enough. Because it, it makes it feel more like a, a 3D livable space versus yeah. like a hallway. Yeah. It's like, oh, something exists here i don't know it is it is effectively still a hallway but it, it, with ups and downs and these side rooms it, it feels like there's more to it yeah and plus i, like I mean with black rock hold in particular one of the things i thought was interesting that they had side rooms that basically things would come out of and attack you 
And yeah. so there was a period of time we were going upstairs and I had to basically keep tanking stuff, keep pulling it up with me to the next alcove so we could take it down. And more stuff would come out as we kept going up. And it felt more like people reacting to an invasion and less like, oh, hey, we're mobs number seven, eight, and nine. It was really cool. Yeah. I like so, it. Then, I like the feeling of that. On the other hand, Halls of Valor is set up in a, in a T, essentially. It's, it's conventional like dungeon. First, it feels very conventional dungeon. But at least I'll give Halls of Valor this. Stunning. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scenery. Stunning layout. And the, the mini room with the with the, the wolf boss is in of itself a complete change from the rest of the place. And it's beautiful. And yeah, there's a lot of really the good animations, good models. A lot of that stuff was good. I just think um, one of the things I want to see them, I think, change in the future is if you're going to do mechanics... One of the things they were really good about, I'll actually give Warlords of Draenor some praise here, is introducing a mechanic by having the mechanic be on things on the way to the boss. Yeah. Um, And they've done that before. It wasn't new to Warlords. It's just that they did it quite a bit in Warlords. They weren't doing much of that here. Mm -mm. The closest we got to that was on Helia when you kill the two guys that are waiting for her. You get kind of mini examples. You get mini examples of what she's going to do. Yeah, that's that at least I like that because it gives you an idea and it makes you think thematically about what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, good. Mechanically, aesthetically, like I really liked Halls of Valor. My only real problem with it is the problem I've kind of had with certain Blizzard story things before in that they don't really make their own version of things. They just straight up lift it. Like, okay, we're going to Valhalla to fight Heimdall and cross the Bifrost. Like, we're not going to rename it. It's just freaking Heimdall guarding the Bifrost. And you go fight Fenrir the wolf. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> name them yourself. I didn't mind it because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Norse mythology. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it is, it is what it is. Spin on things, guys. Do we want to move on? Because we've still got lots of emails here. Well, I'll just tell you, I'll answer this question really fast. For for Rossi, was largely focused on tanking. You said that rage generation felt off in single target encounters. Do you think Blizzard should revisit their decision to return to the damages rage generation mechanic? Or do you think it can be made to work and be fun? Have you tried questing it as prod? And if so, how does it feel? Uh, Really fast. I don't think they should revisit it yet because it's early in the alpha. But they do need to do some tuning to make it work properly. I have quested as prod. It takes forever. They do not have. They have not done a damage pass for anybody. Nobody's gotten a damage pass. This is super early in the alpha. Right now, prot takes forever, but that doesn't mean it will in the, in the live. We, we we have to wait and see. So that pretty much covers that. Next one is from Schneck. I'm gonna say Schneck because it looks Sh- like Schneck to me. J.S. Schneck. Uh, I'm just going with Schneck because he's. Oh yeah, in the email he says J.S. Schneck, but he signed it as Schneck. So. Okay. Uh, hi all at Blizzard Watch, Jay Schneck, uh, Troll Warrior, and Alz Galore, and Proud Patron here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm not sure if it was this podcast or Lore Watch, you were talking about what the last raid will be in Legion. With Ashara, or at least us, dealing with her followers this expansion, and the fact that back in Cataclysm there was talk of a follow-up raid to the th- the Tide of th- the Throne of th- Throne of Tides. Man, the Tide of Thrones is confusing. <laughs> the Tide of Thrones. Just yeah. imagine like a, a wave of <laughs> just crashing down. We're being attacked by furniture. These chairs will not be stopped. Uh, you know, I was thinking that if the WoW team had started on those assets back then, they may follow through on it now. What are your thoughts, and, and who from Ashara's followers do you think would be the raid bosses? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. They, they'll make up new followers to be raid bosses. They're not going to, like, you know, 
we know very little about Ashara's followers, really. Like we we run into them every so often, and and everybody usually, that we've been introduced to has systematically been taken down. So yeah, they'll just make up new ones. She's got an entire army of Naga. She's got an entire nation of Naga. She can just keep popping Naga until like you know. Very, I don't think we're gonna see like you know Fathom Lord or anything coming back. I think it'll be all new guys. I I don't know how far they got working on like the follow up to Throne of Tides. There was a discussion of it. I mean, obviously. When they made Throne of Tides, there wasn't like there was a look to the place, like there could be more dungeons there. They never did anything with that, and I don't know that they ever had any real intention to. I think there wasn't. I think Anne might be better for this. Wasn't there some talk about them doing one and they switched to Firelands instead? Yeah, there was originally supposed to be a, a raid that came after Throne. Of, well, that's why there was that whole Neptalon kind of hanging thread there at the end of the dungeon. That was something that was supposedly from what I had heard from various people, something that was going to be resolved in the raid, but the raid never happened because they decided Firelands would be better thematically, which, okay. I mean, you started Cataclysm with either Hyjal or Bashir, one or the other. So they decided to go the Hyjal route then rather than going the Bashir route. And I don't know whether it was because people didn't really flock to Bashir as much because it was underwater and they didn't like the underwater zone or they felt Ragnaros was like a stronger villain, which honestly, I kind of think he was at that point. Um, I, mean, I don't I know if they actually did any assets or anything, though. I expect they had every intention of doing all of the above and yeah. just didn't for time constraints. Cause, I mean, it was cataclysm. It was all about... Uh, the elemental planes, and you know, yeah. we had Palm, and we had Hydral with the Fire fire just stuff, fit and, better. And we would have had the water plane with Neptulon, and then it all comes together with like Thrall being whatever and taking down Deathwing. Like it all would have fit together really well. And I think they're just like, oh, we don't really have time for that. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, we still got to see we got to see Fire, Earth, Air, and Water because they had you know the the various they had like the Firelands raid. And the uh, Alakir raid. So we had two raids in the air. We had Deep Home, so that's Earth, and we had uh, Throne, you know, Throne of Tides. So and everything we had in water. Bashir. So we had water. Yeah. Everything was present. Except Bashir just stopped. They didn't. <laughs> yeah. The Neptalon thing was just like, eh, let's. It's a hanging thread. I'm kind of hoping that they pick it up in Legion. Have we heard anything about it? No. Nope. Um, I think it's like way too early to try and speculate what the last dungeon or last raid of legion is going to be i have no idea i probably yeah. won't for a while so it's it's i don't even know if it's worth thinking about will ashara show yeah. up don't know we uh, know that ashara is doing stuff but that doesn't mean she shows up as an actually killable encounter or anything yeah, like that maybe that's next expansion uh, who knows but in terms of like i i, I mean I don't, know, I don't want to drag this out too long but i i do think that it's about time that ashara gets more prominence story-wise yeah. yeah so at times she gets moved up that doesn't mean she has to be a raid boss give me a sea-based expansion where i get my own pirate ship and we can fight in the naga and i'll be happy see honestly i gotta tell you one of the things i've liked so far with this expansion is the focus on the vrykul yeah uh especially the various kinds of vrykul like the the weird watery ones and the um what are they called again the cavaldir yeah they call the cavaldir there's Cavaldir running around. There's like you know the special ones from the Halls of Valor. There's the evil ones from Helheim. There's a lot going on here, uh, and that's almost been more fun for me than anything else. And I don't want to. I honestly don't know how much focus we're gonna get on the Naga, just because I don't know how. Like I don't. We haven't seen Asuna yet, which is where they're gonna show up. 
So we don't know what their role is going to be. There's a lot going on in this expansion. Like every zone has a pretty big story. And the artifacts all bring in lore too. Um, I just did the mage artifact that's available. And it just has nothing to do with Ashar, so we'll move on. But the, there's like, I was like, I was floored by that quest. Like floored by what happened. So you, you're, with the artifacts in the game, there's something like 34 or 36. 36 now, right? A lot. There's like, yeah, there's 36 little quest chains that give you like an opening of pretty significant lore for like different classes. And then these weapons don't, you're not done. Like that starts off and there's definitely a sense that you're going to pick this up again later. So there's a lot going on. Uh, so Ashara might not be a big focus. She might just, you might, she might have her hands in the pie to come back later and do horrible stuff. We don't know. We really Maybe don't we just make her mad enough to actually do something next expansion. I don't know. Okay. The next one is from Bocanegra, uh, who actually, I'm going to read the BTW first because this is something we talked about last time. You guys briefly debated the origins of my name the last time I sent in a question and concluded it was a good name for a warlock or priest. Actually, it is the name of my rogue. I am involved with opera and name all of my characters after characters in operas. Bocanegra is a character in an opera by Verdi. Oh, well, now we know. Thank oh. you. See, now, if Adam were still involved, he would have caught that. Probably. <laughs> uh, he isn't. Uh, hey guys, love all you do. I have two questions about Legion. One, I split my time in WoW fairly equally. We're going to do the same thing because there's two questions. Uh, I split my time in WoW fairly equally between PvP and PvE servers. Uh, on the PvP side, I'm a little curious about how the scaling in Legion zones is going to work. If anybody at any level can level up in any zone, won't it be a major gank fest on PvP servers? In Draenor, if I ran into, this, into the scum that is the Horde while I was leveling, I knew that I would most likely be within one or two levels and could hold my own if I was attacked. That will not be the case in Legion. Uh, okay, we'll answer this one first. Scaling is interesting in Legion so far. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to PvP. I haven't done any world PvP because it's a level, it's a PvE leveling ser server. Um, I feel like the way that they're doing the PvP system, we're all going to, even if you're like level 100 and somebody's like 106, the system is designed very differently than the way things have been in the past it's not going to be a blowout if somebody like 106 comes after a 101 player it's not going to be a blowout unless the 106 player also has a lot of honor and pvp levels because you level in pvp now so your your uh character level and your gear level only contributes to a very small amount of your actual power i'm they, they have a form they have a formula for it and quite frankly i could not Oh, yeah. We haven't done any PvP, so I don't know exactly how it works there. But I know in, even in PvE, uh, it was kind of puzzling how it worked initially. Yeah. Uh, like when we ran Halls of or Halls of Valor, yeah, I was level yeah. 100. Mitch was level 104. I was seeing mobs as level 102. He was seeing them as level 106. Yep. The, the level 102 mobs, for me, showed a certain health value. And for him, the same mobs were showing a different health value. They had the same percentage of health remaining while fighting, but they showed two completely different health pools. And so I really don't know how that works. There's some yeah. sort of dynamic scaling thing that's going on in dungeons, and theoretically the same thing is going to occur in Battlegrounds, where because everybody's working on the same... They, they've Basically what they're doing with PvP is they're just separating it completely from PvE, which is great, and I've been wishing that they would do this since, oh, I don't know, vanilla. So... um I'm glad that they're doing that. I don't know how that's going to work for world PVP just yet because they haven't told us. 
they haven't given us any kind of indicator of how this is going to work with world PvP on PvP servers. Um, I assume that people are just going to scale to meet each other, where, you know, you're a level 100 and there's a level 106 there who decides to target you, and it doesn't matter that he's level 106 because you're kind of scaled up to where he's at, and as far as he's concerned, or rather, he's scaled down to you and you're scaled up to him and you meet somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Well, it doesn't really... It's not actually scaling like that. Yeah. From what I understand from reading the article, it's basically it's the honor system is itself PvP levels. Well, right, that, but I'm not that talking about that. At level 110. I'm not. I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just basically encountering each other in the wild, not necessarily yeah. in a battleground or in an arena. Just engaging yeah, PvP. in PvP in the world. We don't that's know how that's going to yeah. work yet. They haven't actually implemented it in the beta that I'm aware of. For instance, the, the servers we're on are PvE servers. Right. And there's just one of them. Uh, they had said that world PvP will still trigger the PvP system. Okay. But uh, how to, in terms of how that will work, your guess is as good as mine. Don't know yeah. Yet. We don't know yet. So maybe that's something that they'll implement when we come back from the holiday break. Who knows? But um, I don't think that we can really answer that question except to say... It's not going to be a major gank fest because that's no fun, and they don't really. I, I can't imagine a world in which they'd want that to happen. But the second one is, given that the fairly large changes to spec playstyles, I'm not sure my favorite specs in Ditt and Draenor will still be my favorite specs in Legion for a given class. Will it be easy to spend a little time with each spec in a class before beginning the artifact quest line, or will it be possible to just do all three artifact quest lines for all specs of a given class, then decide on your favorite? Um, right now. You basically get your artifact quest right away, and you don't get another artifact quest for quite some time. It, I mean, In fact, the dialogue, when you choose your artifact, there's actually a dialogue box comes up that's like, are you sure? You may not be able to pursue the others for some time. And it's yeah. very vague, it just says for some time. When you get to pursue the others, who knows? Maybe max level? Maybe within 24 hours? I really don't know. Yeah. They, they've nothing on the alpha. I mean, if you guys know of something I, I've missed, gives you a chance to follow the other artifacts. You just straight up, in keep order to get the other artifacts, I rolled on the character. Yeah, keep in mind that we are going to have a pre-patch before the expansion comes out, and in that pre-patch, presumably everybody's going to be able to play with the different specs and experiment with them and see which ones they like the feel of to decide which one they want going into Legion. So you're not going to have to make that you're not going to have to make that choice right out the gate without yeah. knowing anything like you aren't going to be you aren't going to have to choose okay do you want to be an outlaw rogue without ever having played one. You're going to have a chance to play one for a little while before Legion comes out. That's how it usually works. Yeah, the reason that we're doing it the way we're doing it in the in the alpha be is because we're testing. Yep. It's you are And we can roll things. infinite care you know, it's just roll yeah. one, delete one, whatever. You can pretty much test. Yeah. That being said, I mean the artifact quests usually they, they do a good job of showing you what the spec is like. I know that that doesn't keep you from, you know, saying, Oh man, I wish I hadn't gone with Outlaw. I, I really would rather be an assassin rogue. But uh I I've, I've never played a rogue in my life. Like I don't play them. I don't like rogues. I picked up Outlaw so fast. I, I have an outlaw rogue with his art with her artifact. It, it took me an, like two hours. 
I mean, I just, I figured out how to play it. I, I got through the artifact fight. I didn't even die once and, like, have to come back in. I straight up figured out how to use the various tools, like Crimson Vial and so forth, to stay up and to, like, keep stunning and disorienting and blinding. And then I'd roll off, heal myself up, and then come back in. And I figured it out. It took me no time. It's, these are, these are learnable specs. So I'm pretty sure that when, like Ann just said, when that pre-patch happens, you will be able to take your, your character out and, and test the spec out and decide, oh, I, I don't like this. Or, oh, You'll be able wow, to run Hellfire really cool. Citadel or something with it and go, oh, yeah, yeah no, I don't want to play this spec. I'll try the other one, you know. Um, the only thing I'm, the, the thing I'm really concerned about in regards to the artifacts is the hybrid classes. Yeah. That's going to be rough. Like, for example, if I decide to level my Paladin, if I'm questing, I want to be Retribution. And I'm going to be Retribution, and I'm going to have that Ashbringer, because you need the artifact weapon. If I want queue times that aren't 45 minutes to an hour at the start of a new dungeon, I'll happily heal people. I'll go holy and not have a weapon. What? How yeah. do I do this? And that, that again, that might be something that they're still kind of figuring out, too, because it did said. It did say in the alpha text it said for quite some time, but that was it was almost deliberately nebulous. Like we haven't decided what we're going to do here yet, so we're just going to put that there as a placeholder for now. Well, it's, yeah, and like we said, alpha. and I, I would even be okay. Like I would not be upset if I can't have an artifact for that particular situation. Like I can't have an artifact for just doing dungeons in a holy spec when that's not my main spec. But if you're not getting any weapon drops. You don't have a weapon at all. You kind of need wow. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. I didn't realize we were that late. Uh, I think we're going to try and get through one last e- email. Sure. Um, this one is from Klug. I'm going to say Klug. Yeah, Klug. Hi, Klug. So, no, he doesn't like Klug. He doesn't I like do, it. Though. Okay. Greetings, and Matt and Alex. This is Klug again, Orc DK from Maganis. By the way, Matt is pronounced Klug, but I also named an alt named Klug. Now thanks to you. Uh, I think that was Kluge. Is, uh, I think he means Kluge, but I, all right. I'm going to debate but, this man's name every time you include one of his emails. <laughs> Come on. His name is Klug. He has a Kluge, but now he needs a Klug. Uh, my question this week is about weapon types. Since we received a preview of all the artifact weapons, I noticed there aren't a lot of variety in the types of weapons. There are a bunch of swords, daggers, and stabs, but only one mace and one axe, and I'm not sure about the, the the Beast Mastery gun, if it can be a crossbar or not. My question this week is, what weapon types would you like to have seen for what specs, and what type of new weapons would you like to see, i.e. Flail Whip? Thanks again for all the great work. I'm going to dispute you on there's only one mace. There's several maces. Um, I can think of at least two Shaman maces. I know there's at least one Holy Paladin mace. Uh, there might be others, but there's at least three mazes, so... That being said, I'm not disagreeing with you. There are not a ton of... They, they went with a lot of swords. I think it's fair to say that. And daggers are rogue, because that's all rogues yeah. ever get to use is daggers. Boring. And, and pirate swords that don't look anything like pirate swords. <laughs> you and the cutlass uh, thing, I swear. I will dispute you on that one, just because it's, it looks like a WoW po- version of a pirate sword. But... And you know, if they just didn't have that weird barb hook part, I would be totally okay with it. It's like, you made a cutlass, and you've got this weird, like, fish hook. You're preventing this weapon from functioning. It's not doing its job, but that's Warcraft weapons. But in terms of what I would have liked to have seen, uh, I've been saying this forever. I want one-handed spears. Because I just got done watching Netflix has this show. It's like ancient black ops. It's it's a ridiculous. It's the kind of show (laughs) that they put on. It's, you know, they get a whole bunch of people from various colleges who are, you know, pretty well 
well representative of the, the period and time which they're talking about. And then they take those reasonable things those guys said, and then they, you know, make it all cool. Like, you know, uh, like Deadliest Warrior. It's it's like it's actually significantly better historically than Deadliest Warrior, but okay. it is that kind of show. Uh, it, the one I watched was about the Spartans, and yeah. of course the Spartans the Spartans fought with shield and spear. That was their that the the, the phalanx was their military formation. They fought with shield and spear. They were shield and spear warriors. Shield and spear warriors have been very common throughout history. The spear is a one handed weapon. Yes, it's a long weapon. Sometimes the thing was like two and a half meters, three meters long, but it's still a weapon you use in one hand. Because yep. you that's need how the other spears for work. the shield. Yes, and that's it's driven me crazy. And, and the worst part is that they have them in Diablo. They do, you know? yeah, that's right. They have one-handed spears in Diablo. They have a, a talent where you can use a shield, a, a two-handed weapon and a shield. It just drives me crazy because I've wanted that forever and they never put it into WoW and it drives me nuts. I also want honest martial arts weapons why don't monks have bladed fans why don't monks have wind and fire wheels why don't monks have nunchaku i mean come on give monks nunchucks that'd be cool why don't they you know give and which ian's talking about rogues only getting daggers you know what we need for rogues we've needed this forever dirks dirks would be cool i would be cool with like the whip flail thing that sounds neat um, Three more fist weapons, a lot more fist weapons for rogues. Let rogues use fist weapons and let fist weapons be good for something. Look, if you're going to um, give me an outlaw rogue, I want dual pistols. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I want yeah. dual pistols. I want a pew pew. That'd be great. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why we don't have another ranged class. If if that has to be a rogue <laughs> spec, let it be a rogue spec. I could actually even see, imagine if there was a rogue spec where you could dual wield a sword and a and the pistol's like a one-shot range thing, and you you know it takes forever to reload. Well, we've got and pistol shot. We've got pistol shot, but pistol shot the the pistol for pistol shot is just it's just an animation. It's not actually a weapon that you equip. I want that's, I want an honest to god pistol weapon. I think that that's cool. what witch hunters were in Warhammer Online. They had a pistol in one hand and a sword in the other. Yeah, and uh, it was fine. They they used both the melee strikes and strikes with their pistol in combat like, seamlessly. It was great. Yeah, and so that's going you know if. For me, I'm always about more kinds of weapons. I would love to have seen monks get like a whole bunch. I would actually like it if monks couldn't use as many regular weapons as they can and fix that by having like weird stuff like the, you know, the wind and fire wheels or a hook sword or, you know, stuff that's just like, what? What is he even hitting me with? Is he hitting, <laughs> is he hitting me with like the, the, the handles to a mill? If I like, guess they're called Tanva whack. If we can get a uh, little dreamy about this one i would love I, you know i've talked before i would love like a tanking spec for classes like rogues where it's like the, it's that swashbuckling but you're you're a tank and give them bucklers not shields bucklers i've used bucklers the little tiny tiny ones yeah the little tiny ones where it's, it's a shiny honestly and it's, it's still you know solid and you can hit people with it and it's also a shield yeah, I've honestly, I would actually prefer that for hunters, for survival hunters, because I've played rangers in D&D for years, and all of them wore bucklers. Because it was just something you could strap to your arm and get a little bit of armor out of, and you could put a little spike on it, and you could whack people in the face with it when they got too close. Yeah. So, Domehammer's asking in the chat channel, weren't bucklers in the Alpha of WoW? Yes, yes they, they were. were. And then they were taken out. Yeah. There's still like a lot of shields they actually even call bucklers. Yeah, which there's is just little shields you can get. The little round ones, those were... Originally buckler models, if I remember correctly. But we've we've done this email pretty much into the ground, uh, and we've pretty much run out of time. So at this point, I'm handing it off to Anne. 
Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm Matthew Rossi. Thank you very much for listening. And please remember, if you want to send an email to the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We love to get emails and love to talk about them. They are kind of the lifeblood of the show. So thank you very much and good night. Good night.